Welcome back to our series on salvation. This is the sixth lesson in this series. The last two lessons have been on the subject of justification. Two weeks ago, we began to, to discuss the subject of being justified in the sight of God. Last week, we began to explain to you James chapter 2 and talk about the truth that we're justified in the sight of man by works. And if you did not see last week's broadcast, if this is your first time to the following hour program, I believe what I'll say today will make sense, but it will help you uh, very much to go back and watch last week's program. You can find that on our YouTube channel, Fundamental Hour at YouTube, and you will be able to watch that program. It's very important that you watch last week so that you fully understand what I'm going to say today. But as way of review, last week we began reading in James chapter 2, and we saw in James chapter 2, verse 21, that the Bible implies very clearly that Abraham was justified by his works. So in Romans 4, he's justified by faith only, without works. In James 2, he's justified by works. How do we make these two things reconcile in the Bible? We believe the Bible to be God's Word. Romans is God's Word. James chapter 2 is God's Word. Why does one say you're justified by faith without works? And the other say we're justified by faith. We're justified by works, okay? That we're justified by faith and works, okay? So the, the, the teaching that we began to explain last week that is so key to this is that in Romans 4, we're being justified in the sight of God. In James chapter 2, we're being justified in the sight of man. I want to begin today's uh, message with an illustration. Let's say that there's a man in your neighborhood who testifies of being a Christian. Maybe he pastors a church. Maybe he goes throughout the community knocking on doors and having Bible studies with people. And you know him to be a self-professing believer, self-professing Christian. But you come to find out that he has been going around the neighborhood stealing from people, lying to people, manipulating people, and doing a lot of harm and a lot of wrong. What opinion are you going to have of that man? When you find out that he was saying one thing about himself, that he was a pastor and a believer representing God, but yet you find out through his actions, that he's living a life of being a thief and a liar, how are you going to judge that man? Are you going to judge him to be a sincere Christian? Are you going to judge him to be a sincere, godly pastor? Or are you going to judge him to be a hypocrite? Are you going to judge him to be a phony? Are you going to judge him to be a wolf in sheep's clothing? Most of you, all, I would say 99% of people would judge the man, would condemn the man, 
would say, oh, this guy, he's a fake, he's a phony. He's not a real pastor, he's lying. He's just trying to manipulate people. And the, the community would condemn this man. They would judge him harshly. And so the question could be asked, can this man's faith save him from the condemnation of the community? And the answer would be no. Him professing faith in God could not deliver him from the condemnation that the community brings to him because of what he's been doing. And that's what this passage is teaching in, Romans, in, in James chapter 2. In verse 14, uh, we have again in James chapter 2 verse 14, let's look at it again quickly. We saw this last week, and I just want to read it again to make sure it's clear. It says, What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he have faith and have not works, can faith save him? In this situation, the man would say he has faith, but he has no works to back it up, and the community has condemned him because of his works, and his so-called faith cannot rescue him. Verse number 18 of James chapter 2 says this, Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. We do not show God our faith for being justified by our works. He says we're justified by faith without works. But that is exactly how we demonstrate our faith to man and are justified in the sight of man by demonstrating our works. By doing good works, we justify ourselves to our neighbors that we are a person of faith. That is how we demonstrate faith, through our action. Men cannot see the heart of another person. He cannot know the mind of another person. Man can only judge according to our works. Therefore, we must demonstrate faith to others through our deeds. And if we do not demonstrate our profession of faith, then we end up being condemned by those who hear our profession. When we're telling everybody that we're a believer in Jesus Christ, but our life is one of, that's characterized by doing wrong, then no one is hearing our profession and believing it. And we're not going to influence people for good and for God. We do much harm when we have faith without works. And our faith is unproductive. The Bible says in verse 19, Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. Now, God is using the devil here as an illustration for the fact that, that somebody believes something to be true, but it doesn't profit someone else. 
The Bible says the devils believe. Look, the devils are fully aware of who Jesus Christ is. They are fully aware of the existence of God. But salvation is not available to them, and they are the sworn enemies of God. And so though they fully know the existence of God, and though they fully know who Christ is and tremble in fear of Him, their faith, their knowledge of God profits no one else. They're not out to profit you. They're not out to help you. So just having faith, just having an understanding of who God is, just having knowledge of who God is, does not profit other people. We must add works to our faith to be fruitful and to profit other people. Last week, we saw from James chapter 2 that God said, if a brother or sister is destitute and they don't have their needs met and you wish them well, but you do nothing to meet their need, then you have not profited them. And that is exactly what happens in our Christian life when we have faith in God, but we do nothing to serve God and to obey His commandments and show that faith demonstratively through our works. We're not profiting other people. It says in verse 20, But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead. It's unproductive. It's unfruitful. The implication here, the teaching here, is not that faith does not exist. It doesn't say that faith without works doesn't exist. It says faith without works is dead. It's unfruitful. It's unproductive. Verse 21 says this, Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? The scriptures here do not tell us before whom Abraham is being justified or for what he's being justified. But we do know in Romans chapter 4 that God clearly said that Abraham was justified before God without works and that righteousness was imputed to him by faith alone. Therefore, to suggest that the scriptures are now teaching that Abraham was justified in the sight of God by his works is completely different than Romans chapter 4, and it is introducing a contradiction into the Scriptures. And if the Scriptures contradict each other, then why do we believe them to be the Word of God? Why are we having this Bible study? Why do we even claim to be believers and to be Christians? The Bible doesn't contradict itself. Actually, Romans chapter 4 and James chapter 2 explain a beautiful teaching and a beautiful doctrine to us of justification. That we need to be justified in the sight of God by faith without works. And we need to be justified in the sight of man by our works because man cannot see our faith. And our faith without works, is dead, it's unfruitful. 
Let's go back to James and look at verse 22. The Bible says, Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect. The word perfect means mature or complete. Faith is made mature or fruitful through our works, which are a demonstration of our faith. Verse 23, And the scripture was fulfilled which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Ye see then how that by works a man is justified, and not by faith only. These verses in James clearly teach that both faith and works justify a man. And I want to give you three lessons. I want to try to summarize everything I've taught from last week and today. I want to try to put it into three points for you. And hopefully it's clear to you. Point number one is this. Man is justified in the sight of God for salvation from the second death by his faith alone. Again, Romans chapter 3 and 4 clearly teach that. If you did not watch the previous five lessons in this series, I would encourage you to go back and watch every one of them very carefully and find the evidence for that point. But it's important that we realize that the author of the Bible, the author of Romans 4 and Romans 2 is the same person as God. And that, that these two chapters do not contradict themselves. If we believe that these verses are contradictory, then again, we don't have a Bible. So, man is justified in the sight of God for salvation from the second death by faith alone, by faith without works. Point number two, man is justified in the sight of others, other people, through his works. God looks on the heart, man looks on the outward appearance. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 16, But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance, that's his facial expression, that's, that's how he looks. Or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. I cannot know if another person is truly a born-again believer. God can only know that. You could be the best person in my community, the most obedient, the best civilian in our community. That doesn't prove to me that you're born again, that you're going to go to heaven, because I can't see the heart. All I can see is what a person does, his work, his action, and make a determination as to whether or not I believe you to be a genuine believer. But I can't know that. God knows it. God knows the heart. He knows whether you've trusted Christ or whether you have not. And the truth is we all sin every day. 
So if we were going to try to judge someone to be without sin or a sinner, we would have to judge everyone to be a sinner. So this idea of being saved by faith and saved from works, what God is teaching us is that we redeem ourselves, we justify ourselves from the condemnation of other people when we live a life that is characterized by good works. Other people who cannot see the heart, other people can only see what we do, will believe us to be people of faith, will believe us to be Christians when we have works that back it up. The conversation in James chapter 2 is between two men. One man is saying to another man, I'll show you my faith by my works. He's not saying to God, God, I'll show you my faith through my works. He's saying to another person, I'll show you my faith through my works. The person in James chapter 2 who is destitute and in need and his brother, someone who claims to be a brother, wishes him well but does nothing to meet his need, that person is not convinced that this man is a true brother. He's left in doubt. So we must prove our faith to others through our works. At Fundamental Baptist Church International, we do not teach that your works are not important. We teach that your works do not save you in the sight of God. But we teach that your works are very important to justify you in the sight of other people because other people cannot see your faith. And if people are going to believe our message, we need to have a life that says, I'm a believer. If you watch this program and you listen to me, but you know me to be an adulterer, and you know me to be off of this camera, to be nothing like I am on the camera, then you wouldn't listen to me. It's important that I have a life that meets or that supports the fact that I am a pastor, a man of God. So number one, we're justified in the sight of God for salvation from the second death from hell by faith alone. We're justified in the sight of others through our works. And number three, let me say this, not all faith is equal. What do I mean by that? Not everyone's faith is the same as another person's faith. The Bible teaches there's strong faith, there's weak faith, there's great faith. The Bible talks about increasing your faith, growing your faith. In the Christian life, there is a maturing process. There is a strengthening of a person's faith. The Bible says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We are encouraged to increase our faith by getting to know God better by reading his word. And so... It should be expected of anyone who truly knows the Bible that there are going to be people of faith 
who have truly believed on Jesus Christ and been rescued from the second death and been given eternal life, but who have not gotten to know God very well through His Word, have not increased their faith, and whose works are not very supportive of the faith that they may profess themselves to have. Some would make the argument that if a person has faith, then works would automatically follow that faith. However, I would make the argument that the kind of faith that makes a difference in the lives of others must be a strong faith. It is strong faith that produces the kind of works that convinces other people to believe in you and hopefully to eventually to believe in your message about Jesus Christ. Our faith must increase if we're going to be the kind of people who are justified in the sight of others. Not every born-again believer possesses mature faith. And not every born-again believer impacts others for good through his works. There are people who have placed faith in Jesus Christ and received the promise of eternal life, but have never grown to Christian maturity and never significantly impacted others for Christ in a positive way. And the Bible would describe these people as carnal believers. People who follow after the flesh. To be honest with you, that's what most believers are. They're carnal believers. They're believers who say they have faith, but their works convince very few. And what this world needs is believers who don't just talk about Jesus Christ. Who don't just preach the gospel that Jesus says. But this world needs believers who do the works that others can look at their life and say, you know what, this person's different. I think I'll listen to their message. This person's real. I think there is something to this truth about God and Jesus Christ. Oh, that we would be the kind of people who make an impact on others and not just believe in God. I don't want God just to impact me by what He did on the cross. I want God to impact others through me that they would be impacted by what He did on the cross. It's so important that we obey God. It's so important that we serve God. It's so important that we have a testimony of being a person of both faith and works for our God, and that we profit our communities and profit this world because people can clearly see that we're people of faith demonstrated by the fact that we do good works and we avoid evil and we avoid sin. God did not leave us here to simply exist. He left us here to proclaim the truth and to impact people for Jesus Christ. And that ought to be our goal. Our goal in salvation is not just to escape hell. Our goal is to please God, to bring glory to Him, and to help others. And so first, we need to be justified in the sight of God by faith without works. 
Secondly, we need to just be justified in the sight of man through our works. But that's not going to happen unless we increase our faith. And the only way to increase our faith is to get into God's Word, understand it, get to know God, and to build up the strength of our faith in Him. Thank you for watching the Fundamental Hour. If you've not trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, I would encourage you to consider yourself your sinner. Put your faith in what He did for you on the cross. If you'd like to know more about that, contact us. We'd love to talk to you. God bless you, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.